that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on I feel like it's important to go back and figure out where that story came from and if it's true or not, or if you want it to be true. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another show. Today, we're talking about combining supplements, how to combine your supplements so you're not wasting your money, how to get the most out of your supplements. So I'm excited to jump on here and talk about that subject this morning. I feel like it's worth mentioning that some supp- like I feel like in most cases, supplements are okay to combine, but there's there's just a growing research around su- supplements. And, and the thing is with when you look at supplements in general, you don't have like, let's say like you don't have those those deep dive types of studies that are so abundant, like because there's not millions of dollars of um, funding money behind it, like a pharmaceutical. So I'm not going to talk about pharmaceuticals too much. That's a different subject, but I just want to share with you, like, that's the, that's the reason in most cases that, that there's not a ton of research around products. And the reason is, is because they're, <laughs> they're natural, right? Like there are many cases they're abundant or there's less restrictions, which is challenging because at least in Canada right now, they're trying to increase the restrictions. So natural health supplements can be less abundant, probably so they can tax it or have more control of, more control and make more money off them, right? It's a billion dollar industry. And I really feel like I said, I wasn't going to talk about pharmaceuticals, <laughs> but I feel like the pharmaceutical companies are, are like, Hey, natural supplements are making too much money. Let's put some pressure on them to um, decrease their profits and increase ours. And that's just how it is. Like follow the money. I think that's pretty clear, uh, regardless of what, <laughs> what, what your opinion is. <laughs> My opinion is not is not the only opinion out there. Of course, I'm sure there's a lot of people that think restricting natural health supplements is a good thing. <laughs> I couldn't imagine why, but everyone has their own their own reasons, right? But but that's the thing when it comes to supplements is that there hasn't been because of the because of the money, right? If you have multi million dollar companies that are putting endless money and research into uh, developing their pharmaceuticals, then of course they have a bigger markup and they can make more money on it. When you have a natural supplement, you have less funding. People aren't spending millions of dollars because it doesn't cost, it doesn't cost millions of dollars. Um, or sorry, they're not going to earn millions of dollars on that one product because it's not, how do you say it's not, there's no patent on it, right? It's abundant. Like look at magnesium, for example. Magnesium is, I don't know what it is. Like it's, it's part of like the earth's crust. It's one of the most abundant minerals there is. So it's really difficult for them to be like, Hey, you can't sell magnesium because there's so much of it, right? Um, of course, you have to look at different forms and how it's processed and how we how it's brought to market. But it's it's pretty difficult to do that with a, a natural supplement because it's so abundant. And my, the reason I'm sharing this is with with you is because what I'm saying is there are more and more research coming out about natural supplements, and we can understand more about what what's happening behind the scenes and a little bit about the history, for example, or 
why different products have been brought to market and what the uses are. And now we can even look at more so combining supplements to make them in- improve your health in different ways. And in my opinion, that's probably one of the best things that you can do. I'll give you some examples here and, and we'll dive in a bit deeper. But um, but but understanding that understanding that the the research is continuing to come out that's newer is is so beneficial to us. But here's the things you hear people that say, Oh, I heard that was bad before. Why is it good now? Right? Like, but you have to look at the industry. When I talked about a past show, I talked about when I do research, it's not just you're not just reading the first page of Google. You have to yeah, when you're doing your proper research, you have to figure out who is writing the article and why. So for example, you had all this <laughs> propaganda about butter, for example, like butter was well, butter is horrible. Don't have butter. Who was coming out with that information? It was the margarine companies that were trying to sell their product, and they're saying butter's no not good for you. And like I'm talking about grass fed butter, like organic, clean. You could look at a number of different reasons or lower quality. In most cases, when I'm talking about these products, I'm talking about the higher quality. But there's always a spectrum. Um, but you could look at the. Um, you could look at where that information was coming from and where who was spreading that, that word about butter is really bad for you. Well, at that time, there was a huge push for margarine and unnatural forms of butter. So where do you think a lot of that marketing came from? It came from those companies that wanted to sell their product. So it's really difficult for us to dig through those, all the nonsense of what I, what is actually good for you and what isn't. But like I said, when I'm doing that research, I, I'm trying to find out who is writing that article and why. And if it's about, like, if it's strictly for a financial gain because they're selling a different product, then obviously that's not something you want to pay attention to. So um, hopefully that's that's beneficial. You know what, like, this, this, this is a little bit off topic, but I don't know if it's off topic, but it's, it's a bit controversial with the whole um, weed industry. And I read this crazy article, and this isn't fact, um, but I, I heard this in an interview. And so I did some research and there was... Um, I don't know who owned the paper mills. I, I don't know if it was Rockefeller or some some big name. They owned all the paper mills because they started printing more and more paper. And they found out that um, hey, marijuana plants they would grow. You could make the, you could make those plants out of paper, and they would grow quicker and faster, and they're more abundant than actually trees. So there was this whole. So whoever they whoever owned all the paper mills, they um they pushed a marijuana as a really bad name because they didn't want that marijuana industry to take over the paper industry because it can be used in many different ways. And I, I've, and it, and you do your own research. I didn't, I didn't spend hours like I often do researching that particular topic, but it's interesting to me. And I believe it because a lot of times we look at, um, we, we look at those that who have a lot of power or have a lot of money, they can, tw- they can twist the truth and they can change what the common narrative is because they have the finances to like if you can control the media whether that's radio tv and you can put a different twist on what actually happened then you have a whole different um then you have a whole different perspective or belief of what people think so even today marijuana has has a negative connotation connected to it with it and i don't have any judgment either way i've never got into it myself um medicinally or what's the other uh, recreationally but i don't have any judgment for those people that do i feel like like if that's what you want to do with your life, then go ahead and do it. Um, but but at any rate, that's just a, that was just a, an interesting story for me because I feel like there's a lot of that stuff that has gone gone throughout history, and it's really difficult. So you could look at the natural health industry now and how um, 
often when when you have the medical world talking about the natural health, they talk about how all these crazy things that we repeat, like, oh, you're just peeing out your supplements or they don't really do anything, they don't really do anything, or it's not really going to change your life. Like, and what we're, we're in it every day. And we see that on a regular basis. Like we see people and these are testimonials. We're coming from our clients that those that are taking certain types of our supplements have seen a clear difference in their health. So there's got to be something going on there. That's not necessarily, um, that's not necessarily following along with what stories could be told um, about natural supplements. And I think it goes both ways. I feel like it goes both ways of the maybe the natural health industry putting down the pharmaceuticals all the time. That's not my intention. My intention is just to shine some light on it. But I feel like if it was put together and um, it was used, like used um, Eastern medicine, medicine, <laughs> Eastern medicine and Western medicine was put together and um, it was, uh, they were used uh, in combination, I think we'd all be much better off because of the research and the knowledge and the even technology that we can do now with pharmaceuticals that we couldn't do in the past. Um, but but it, it's definitely a, a a scary position to 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 be and for me to have to rely on on pharmaceuticals. In my opinion, that's just that's just my my mindset. But at any rate, so more directly, when we're looking at supplements in general and how supplements can work when with combining them. So one of the things is um, you can look at vitamin D, right? So and this is the thing before this is the thing I've heard in the past that people are like, oh, well, how, how come no one said anything about K2 before? And it's because it's the new research that has been coming out. And people like we have people that are studying like naturopathic doctors, right? Like we have more research and people digging deep and figuring out like peptides. I have, I mentioned this a little bit in the past, but I've been digging deeper into peptides and all the benefits that they have. And I got to tell you, like, and then there's stem cell research or stem cell therapy. Like, my gosh, we're, <laughs> we are going to live forever. If you, and like, if you, I, I really have this strong belief that we shouldn't expect our health to decline as we get older. And just think about all the new vitamins and supplements that are coming out. Think about the new research. We have, like I just said, we we're talking about um, stem cells, which are illegal in Canada <laughs> at this point. But there's there's been some really solid research and incredible benefits from stem cell from stem cell therapy in other areas of the world. And um, and then you can look at peptides, and I'm sure they're going to try to put a, a stranglehold on that industry as well in the near future. But that because that's growing so rapidly, and and the health benefits of peptides on its own is is extraordinary. And for me, I can't I'm not in a position to share too much with you because I don't know a whole lot about it. But I'll sit, I'll sit down. I, I did this for the last couple of nights. I should be going to bed, but I start researching a few peptides and then I research a few more and then I watch a couple of videos and I read a couple of case studies and I'm like blown away by all the, all the information that there is out there of how we can improve our health for, from different angles. And, and I suppose that's interesting to me because sometimes we work with people and they might work with us for a short amount of time. Now it could be like, uh, it could be 90 days or, which is three months, or it could be six months. And then they're like, okay, I'm good. I got it. And I'm like, really? You're all set. You've, you've learned everything you need to learn. Like I've been in, in this industry for over 20 years and starting out in the supplement industry, then the not so clean supplement industry, moving to more natural health. And I learn new stuff every single day. So I don't think, I think if we put a, a stop limit on our health or our education or training or coaching, we're putting a limit, like we're, we're limiting ourselves and our potential and growth. So um, at any rate, I, I hope to share more about peptides in the future. It's not something that, I don't think that's something we'll get into as a business at this point. Um, but for our own, um, for our own health, and I'm going to order... <laughs> 
I'm going to order some. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I like to experiment on, I don't sell any products that we haven't used ourselves. None. And I, sometimes I don't even let Dorothy, I'm supple, I'm experimenting with two other supplements right now that are super interesting to me. And I don't even let Dorothy um, go near them until I try them first to see, make sure there's, I don't feel anything different or anything I shouldn't be feeling this. And then she's breastfeeding now, but she wasn't before. And I still wouldn't let her. So at, at any rate, I, I experiment with everything on myself first, and that's endless hours of research. And then I'm like, okay, I'll put that in my body. I'll try that. And then um, and then from there, um, I'm, I'll let Dorothy try it <laughs> if she wants to. And then, of course, if it's a natural supplement that we feel could benefit our audience, we we um, uh, we figure out how to bring that to market. So at any rate, I think I'm going get, to get into peptides a little bit. <laughs> okay, so when you're looking at, I, was, I used uh, vitamin D as an example. So vitamin D and then there's K2. So a lot of times people were like, I hear, oh, well, how come it's, they're talking about a K2 now. I never heard about that before. And, and that's why I'm saying it's a new research. And that's why I'm all excited about like, as we get older, we can expect our health to increase, not to de decline by all the different um, the information and then technology and um, case studies coming out, right? So vitamin D is fine. Like vitamin D, the problem with vitamin D is if you if you over supplement, which is rare, you could run into some calcification without the K2. So when you're taking, um, so vitamin D, I believe vitamin D actually comes from like from wool, uh, the, the sheep's wool. Isn't that odd? There was another form. I was doing some, we almost brought vitamin, a vitamin D to market, but it wasn't a hundred percent on into it. But I, I mean, hundred percent into the to bring it to market, but I did a lot of research around it. And there's a vitamin, um, this is a D, in most cases, it's a D3, which is animal-based. And there's a D2, which I forget the scientific name, but um, that is not, that was just plant-based. So I believe the D3 comes from like, they process it through uh, sheep's wool from for some, for somehow. So at any rate, you have your you have your D three, um, which is what most people consume or what most people are, are sold sold on the market. Now, of course, you can get vitamin D from the sun, which is the most natural way. Um, but when you're looking at combining, you want to combine a K two because the K two is like a driver. Uh, that's how this is how I understand it. Is like you have your um, you have your vitamin D, and then you have your K two that actually takes it to where it goes. So why do you take vitamin D? It's not just great for your mood and emotions. It's great for your teeth. It's great for your bones. Um, it's great for like skeletal health, right? That's our foundation. And we all deal with fibromyalgia at some level because our, our bone mass uh, decays as we get older, which completely um, contradicts my point about... <laughs> your health declining but that's but that's why as we age but that's why i say we can do things to prevent that um our health from declining and of course if you're moving and active and exercising that's not only going to help your brain health it's going to help your physical health and your emotional health so that's why it's important to keep moving and then we look at nutrition and supplementation but i look at the k2 as like a driver to bring it to where it needs to go so it's not like oh you're just it's just kind of like hitting a wall just taking uh vitamin d vitamin d and it's not really going to the places where it should be going so that's how i understand k2 and that's more that's newer research so uh, the last few years you had everyone freaking out and we could hear i mean we could understand that um supplementing properly can improve our health like shocker right and then they and then they're talking about if you have uh enough levels of of d3 your immune system is much stronger and you're mu mu much except much um less susceptible tough word for me to um any type of virus coming in right and i feel like that's common knowledge right the healthier you are the less chance um you're going to not feel well right so we need to improve our health continually on a regular basis so 
improving your immune system from D3 in a number of other benefits as well, right? Not just one with the K2. That's that's a great combination. Now I'll take that to I'll take that to the next step. And um, that will include magnesium. So if you don't have uh, proper magnesium levels, your body doesn't absorb the D3 and K2 as it should, more so the D3, right? So you need to build up your magnesium stores to help your body absorb at a higher rate. And this was super interesting to me. Now I talked about the whole um, the whole marijuana thing, but I read something very similar about Borax. And I didn't even know Borax was like a, a negative type of thing. I thought it was like a natural cleaner, not different than Clorox, right? Like Clorox bleach. I think Clorox is the brand name and bleach is the product, like Kleenex, right? Like Kleenex is the brand name. It's not like, like you're, it's a tissue, right? It's not a Kleenex. That's the brand name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Borax, I think very similar to Clorox the brand name. I didn't even know it got a, a bad name. I always thought it was like just a natural way to use cleaner or you can use it in your laundry, for example. And then I wrote about it and, and I heard some people were like, whoa, you can't be, you can't be um, re- recommending Borax or blah. I had someone like someone that would follow us for quite a while. And she was like super angry. And she was like, hey, uh, she doesn't follow us anymore, <laughs> which I'm okay with. And she was like, if you put any Borax in any of your products, I'm not taking them anymore. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> if that's what you choose. So I started doing more research around Borax and it was very, it was a very similar story of like why it was um, deemed to be a bad type of product. Now you should do your own research. And I had someone write in and say, "Um, I know you recommend Borax in your bath, but it's not something I really feel comfortable with right now. So um, that's going to be really challenging for me. Do you have any suggestions on how I can um, include that into my, um, into my repertoire of a detoxing bath? And I said, you know what? Don't take it. Just don't take it. Don't use it. Because here's the thing, like you could, it could be anything. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I feel like that's why the, the whole thing of like, I've been diagnosed. I feel like that's a, that's a slippery slope because you could get diagnosed for just about anything, but then that, that could be used as a crutch instead of as a tool. So, um, and I know people deal with real things in their life. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board and understand that, but I just feel like a lot of times we run into people that do a lot of testing. And I did a video on this. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was like, um, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just keep testing and testing and testing. And, and then once you're tested, what you do, you're like, oh, I've been diagnosed with this. And like, okay, what are we going to do with that? Like, that doesn't change anything. It might help you understand your situation a bit better, but I'm more interested in the action. Like, what is the action that you're going to take because of that? And most people don't do anything different. They're just like, oh, great. I know now. So I think it's, in, I think it's important to understand like a lot of like our, 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 our physical chemistry is built up of our mindset and our mental beliefs. So sometimes people are like, oh, I can't touch gluten. Gluten does really bad things to me. So they have built up that chemical reaction in their body. So anytime they touch gluten, they like internally kind of freak out and they create a lot of stress and resistance. And that's the same thing with supplements. Like we're talking about Borax right here. And I was like, don't take, just don't take it. Like if you have such a negative connection, that's going to change your whole chemistry. Like when you're trying to enjoy a detoxing bath and then don't do it. Like what's like, why would you do it? So it's the same thing when it's the same thing with any supplement. Like a lot of times people will come to us and they'll say, Hey, um, I really want to try some supplements. What would you recommend? And I might say, I would suggest magnesium. It's probably the most important mineral you could put in your body. And they're like, um, I'm like, I'm really worried about that. I don't feel comfortable taking magnesium. I don't know what's going to do to me. And of course, whatever that, like whatever story they've told in their mind that, oh, I shouldn't be taking natural supplements. Supplements are bad. They're going to give me negative reaction. Whatever story they've told themselves, they've built up that resistance in their body to say that I can no longer take natural supplements or magnesium or whatever it was. I remember this one time, this uh, this lady was talking to me about how, and this was newer. It's like my first year into um 
selling magnesium. So we used magnesium ourselves for a year, did tons and tons of research before we brought our own to market. And it was like the first year and I was excited and I wanted everyone to try it. And we started to get, started to get all these brand new, amazing testimonials. So this one lady, like she was dealing with chronic pain and she couldn't sleep very well. So I said, I was like, have you ever tried magnesium? And she's like, no, I haven't even, or she's like, no, I'm not really sure. I don't really take supplements, but um, I'm not really sure if that's something I want to try. And I like, I didn't know any better. Now I wouldn't offer it to someone that's like, not really sure. I said, here's a little sample of some magnesium. Why don't you give it a try? We've had a lot of people that have improved chronic pain and um, improved their sleep by using it. She's like, okay. She takes it. She took it from me. And then I, I uh, talked to her a couple of weeks later. I was like, hey, did you try the magnesium? She's like, no, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't try it yet. I didn't get to it. I'm like, okay, no problem. A couple of weeks later, I ran into her. Um, uh, I ran into her um, at her at her place, actually. This is in LA. And I said, did you try the magnesium? And she's like, you know what? She's like, I just don't know. I don't, she's like, I just don't know what it's going to do to me or if it's going to help or make it worse. And I was like, you know, and I was like, okay, no problem. At that point, I didn't realize like, you know what? You have such a resistance built up against it that you shouldn't be, that you probably just shouldn't consume it because it's just going to, it's not going to make anything better. Right? So when people are ready, then that's when we recommend. And if I recommend something and they're not like hundred percent on board, I'm like, you know what? Just don't take it. But Going back to the whole Borex thing, I was doing a, a bunch of research around it because I wanted to know if it was healthy or clean or beneficial before we started using it. And that's when I started to write about it a little bit and people started, were like, eh, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's bad. I don't know why you're, you're using that. <laughs> so I did some research and I was like, why is it? And then it was, the, it was a whole like, is a whole like back end of like putting Borex down because of this. From my understanding, it's a mineral our body actually needs. Um, and I actually, I've supplemented with it orally. So you can actually buy um, Borax pills. I'm not telling you you should do that. And, and I'm, I'm not even recommending it. It's not a product we sell. Um, we, like we use it in our bath. And here's the thing is that through the research that I found, there's actually companies, I found a company in the US that's actually selling their bath flakes with Borax in it as one product. And um, that's not something that we're going to do, but we sprinkle Borax in the bathtub. Uh, with our bath flakes because through the research I've found is that the, the borax will help the magnesium absorb into your body. So again, that turns people off for whatever reason, but I feel like we should uh, dig a little bit deeper and, and try to figure out why we have these connections with whatever stories we've been told. Like for example, it could be as simple as exercise. Like some people are like, oh no, I can't exercise for 30 minutes to see results. I need to exercise for an hour, hour and a half. And I'm like, who told you that? <laughs> Right. Because that's how the, in, in my opinion, like this is what I've learned. I mean, we grew up with working out for an hour and an hour to an hour and a half because that's what the bodybuilding industry said. That's what it, that's, that's how it built like fitness or weightlifting. It was the bodybuilding. Um, it was like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger and that crew. I know there's a handful of them that I can't think of any of their names right now, but that's what they did. They didn't have anything else to do or didn't want to do anything else. They just wanted to lift weights and um, eat a whole bunch of protein. And that's what they did all day. So then that translated to gyms and weightlifting. It's like, I need to work out for an hour to see results. And I'm like, no, you don't. That's a story we told ourselves um, that is untrue. We see incredible results from our clients that work out for 30 minutes a session, three times a week, not an hour and a half every day, six, six seven days a week, right? That's our mindset telling us. So I feel like it's important to go back and figure out where that story came from and, and, and if it's true or not, or if you want it to be true. 
I heard this, I heard this question from someone from one of our business coaches and he got it from one of his uh, mentors or I don't know if it's a psychologist where he got it from, but he said he was talking to her and he was telling her a story and whatever it was. And she said, do you want it to be true? And I thought that was such a powerful question. I love questions in general, but I felt like that was such a powerful question because you could ask yourself that in, in any, like in all realms, you could say, um, Oh, natural supplements aren't good for me. Like, okay. Do you want that to be true? If you want that to be true, then you don't, you're not going to, like, you don't have to try anything to improve your health, right? Or you, um, what's the other one? You don't have to spend extra money on supplements to improve your health, right? Or you could say, oh, I have to work out for an hour to an hour and a half to, to see results. So do you want that to be true? Because if you do, that makes it more challenging for you to make that happen. Like, oh, I don't have an hour to work out every day, right? So I'm not going to work out. So that becomes like that mindset becomes a crutch, an excuse for you not to get your workouts in or for you not to take supplements, right? So it's all about the story we've told ourselves. So ask yourself if you want that to be true. Some people are like, oh, my, um, uh, my lower back hurts too much to do exercise. Do you want that to be true? Because we can give you exercises to help improve your lower back so you can exercise. But if you have that limiting mindset of what you want to be true, then you're, then you're not going to get past that point, right? I know this is probably a bit different than what you're expecting with the combining, but I feel like the, the whole, like we do a lot of mental training and it's important. And a lot of coaches don't talk about this kind of stuff because it's, it's quite deep and it's quite in depth and maybe you lose a lot of people, but I feel like it's worth sharing and worth mentioning because, um, you can see so many more benefits from this, from like this kind of, kind of conversation. And the problem is, is that if you're only doing surface level stuff and you don't know why you're doing it, or if you're not digging deep and trying to figure out what's really going on like internally, that kind of stuff builds up and it doesn't create any type of positive health. One of the things, so one of the things that I, I've, um, researched about was was vitamin C and chlorella. So I've read that the vitamin C and chlorella shouldn't be shouldn't be combined together. But here's the thing is that when you're looking at vitamin C in particular, this is newer research that I've kind of recently come across is that vitamin C in particular is fantastic. Like we should be taking vitamin C. And I feel like there's more and more research and studies of the benefits of vitamin C. And what was it? Does anyone know what they were on like on the ship? What were they getting on? They were coming over on the ship and they didn't have a certain nutrient. I believe it was vitamin C and they and everyone was getting this certain type of disease. At any rate, our body needs a certain level of vitamin C to function uh, certainly optimally. So when you look at something like um, where vitamin, oh, scurvy. So they were getting scurvy because a lack of vitamin C, right? So they realized that that could make a clear difference in their in their life in their health like in this case this is this is a difference between life and death but the the problem here is that when we're looking at vitamin C in particular that's ascorbic acid and that's usually derived from a corn like corn based and the problem with corn is that usually like i say it's not natural because in most cases corn is derived from a gmo seed um which we choose not to consume and don't and rarely recommend right now i'm not saying all vitamin C is bad i'm not saying it's not going to be beneficial to your health. I'm just saying from what I've found is like that is ascorbic acid in particular, usually derived from a um, corn corn product, which I rather not consume. And then so when it's coming from an unnatural type of source like that, our body doesn't absorb as 
not even close to what we think it's absorbing. So if it says a thousand milligrams, for example, your body isn't coming close to that, like maybe 25% of that because of the source it's because of the source it's coming from. So instead of having a product like ascorbic acid, we looked at a product um, called Camu Camu and it's just a net, it's a superfood. It's a natural, we used to put in smoothies. We take it as a pill now. So when you're looking at combining, when, when I'm, when I'm, when I read, I was like, oh, you probably shouldn't combine chlorella and vitamin C, which I'm sure they're talking about is ascorbic acid. Okay. Well, what if we were just to get a better quality vitamin C and we were to consume a Camu Camu product instead, then you don't have an issue with that, with that supplement combining. So that's, that's worth mentioning. And I mentioned that because we have to look at the source of what we're consuming. It was the same thing when I talked about magnesium sulfate. So you could look at magnesium sulfate or you could look at magnesium chloride. So magnesium sulfate is very low, a very low absorbability, right? So our body doesn't use much of it as all. That'd be be the same thing as your ascorbic acid, um, vitamin C. But if you're looking at a magnesium chloride, that absorbs at a very high level, very similar to like a camel chem. That's a better quality product. Our, our body absorbs it much better. And you don't need to worry about the combination of a chloral and vitamin C, for example. For us, that really isn't an issue to begin with because we have our um, spirulina in the morning with our magnesium. There shouldn't be any conflict there. And then we have our um, chlorella in the evening. So I'd actually recommend and do take vitamin C in the morning instead of in the evening. So um, that's uh, that's that's my recommendation. So I am going to wrap things up here. Bye, everyone. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.